This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. perfect timing actually did it catch everything that i said i think i was speaking before i mean but it was like perfect with like the hello 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 like it like we started and Mm -hmm. like you said that at the same time oh i love it i'm a long-time ass bitch you are i guess but with that welcome well mm -mm. anywho welcome to Red. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. <laughs> and the reason, <laughs> and the reason I just hesitated was because I realized what she said about being on time, <laughs> and then I remembered our most recent experience of going to Seattle and going to the airport, and you were definitely not on time. But we did make our flight. I don't know what you're speaking of. When we were supposed to leave. Uh, <laughs> I was like, we made it in time, didn't we? Um, yes. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very much... Back. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, they were sitting in the car for like 30 minutes waiting for my ass. It was very much like that Nicki Minaj... Uh, TikTok sound where it was like that when they're like running down the stairs. That's very much how it was when that happened. But very much so because the way I forgot everything I was saying, I was like, it was the me. Song was playing in my head. I was stressed out. I was like, "Oh my god, why do I do this to myself every time I travel? I pack the day of, thirty minutes before, an hour before, like terrible planning, the worst of the worst." But you know, sometimes you have your moments, and it's not terrible planning. It's just so, so often, right? It's just. Some of the most of the times, the terrible play outweighs the actual play. You know, we we live in and we love it and we learn it. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. That's all we can do, guys. That is all we can do. Speaking of, I wanted to like put this out there. I was gonna do it at like in our first episode of season three, which like holy crap, that's coming soon. Um, right. Because as we wrap up this season, only a few more episodes left. But Samra and I recently got back. Well, it's been a few weeks at this point, but we recently got back from our She Podcast Live conference, which was amazing. 
everything we needed. Like we said it would be last week. Exactly. Um, We killed our little, uh, what's it called? I can't think of words. Session. Session. We had a great time. We met so many people. Um, and it was just like good energy the whole weekend. Well, freak, almost a week because we were there for so long. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little escape into a fantasy dream podcast fairy world, I feel. Yes, that's exactly how I would describe it too. <laughs> um, but while we were there, we learned so much, which being established for two years now, it's like you think you always like you're like, oh, like we know everything like we're good and it's like no you still pretty much know absolutely nothing about what you're doing (laughs) and let me remind you real quick um which is a good thing we love growth we stand growth in this house but one of the sessions that I went to um her name is Amy and she's hilarious she did a session on and her last time I think you say it fugazi but I'm probably saying that wrong so I'm sorry Amy but (laughs) She is hilarious and she did a session on like the top 10 um, points for successful podcasts. And one of the points was about like not holding back on your show and like not like being yourself, like being yourself because yourself is who your audience is buying into. And like one of the examples she gave was how, you know, she, her show, she curses and like says all these things she's like i throw dicks and fucks and sex everywhere with my host and whatever so she's like not a lot of people know about my show because of that like from her inner circle including like clients that she works with um and she told the story of one of her clients finding out about her show but it leading to a great opportunity for her like the one client she didn't want to find out about the show found out it was like oh well can you help me with my thing and then like wrote her a check so in conclusion, welcome to She Well Read, where we now curse on this show. Explicit. Um, <laughs> we got to change our uh, rating. Actually. We do. We have to go to Apple Podcasts and do all... Well, I'm going to leave that to you because I hate going into Apple Podcasts. But... <laughs> or we can flip a coin. <laughs> I think we have to do it in Libsyn, too, actually. Libsyn is way easier, though. I know how to do it in Libsyn. It takes, like, two seconds. Apple Podcasts... If you're if you're looking to make a podcast and submitting it to Apple Podcasts and changing things and doing all those things, heads up, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard to get a hold of them. And you know, like, you were just on the phone with them. Yes, literally not even about our podcast, but just my phone not updating and, like, it's saying all these stupid errors and shit and just really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, that's besides the point. But there will be – this is all to say there will be lots of changes coming for season three great things that we have in store and plan for you guys so keep sticking around if you've been here since the beginning thank you if you're new here welcome and tell a friend about the show uh spread the word for us please please yeah we love i feel like word of mouth is the best and yeah if anybody you know is looking for a cool book club to join does not have to be female we are all learning from each other here um share our show with them do them a favor 
invite them into the community right right exactly and with us being an indie pod I, i've decided that i'm going to start calling this an indie podcast okay. uh, because it sounds cool and because it's true because literally we pay we do everything we wear all the hats we pay all the things but shout out to our sponsors we love our sponsors for this season they have been amazing they have such great things such great products definitely check them out jolly cakes beauty in a book box basic top notch i know i'm forgetting some uh or is that it that's it but we do have one more sponsor coming we do have one more sponsor coming we'll talk more about that in the next episode um but yes this is shameless plug hour um we love all of our shows not our shows well we love all of our sponsors and of course we will be looking for more sponsors and to extend our sponsorships in the next season so if you are interested or know someone who would be interested let us know honestly i feel like we create community so or something (laughs) trying to we out here we out here uh so with that being said Welcome to the first official coffee break that I would like to call this of the show. We're going to be expanding this. We're going to expand this next season, but there's your first glance. Well, I mean, it's continuing right now because we're still talking not about the book, but that's what we'll call this little segment, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was Lana's idea. I thought that was cute. Ain't it? Coffee, tea, whatever you drink, alcohol, wine. I mean, you know. It's a, it's just a, we'll figure it out. Teach his own. Gentle drink time. <laughs> the drink hour, the cocktail hour, the, uh, whatever. I'm going to stick with coffee break because I feel it goes with the show. But anywho, call it whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you're drinking. Period. And that's on period. All and right. that's on period. Samra's like, all right, you talk a lot. Let's get started. <laughs> that's not what I'm thinking <laughs> That's definitely me projecting because in the back of my head, when I'm like talking so much, I'm like, bitch, shut up. Like, no, keep going. (laughs) You're a podcast host. Like, I am, right? I am, in fact, a podcast host. And you all are here to hear us talk. So here we are talking. Yes, we are. Here we go. I mean, you know what I mean. (laughs) All right. I do. Oh, wait, I'm on the wrong chapter. Fuck. (laughs) All right. Okay, chapter 22, y'all. We are here. And it is called... We made it. Um, And it's called The End of an Era. And the quote is, Crises are nature's way of forcing change, breaking down old structures, shaking loose negative habits so that something new and better can take their place. And that is Susan L. Taylor. And that's a fact. And indeed, it is. Yeah, it really is. I don't know if anyone here has, (laughs) I mean, everyone has gone through a (laughs) crisis of some sort. And if you haven't, buckle up. It sucks. It's a ride. It definitely is terrible in the moment. And it feels not good at all, but... I feel like we've talked about that on this show, like hitting our low points. I mean, I think last chapter was rock bottom or something like that. Yeah. Or, yes, it was um, crap. 
uh, burning out, basically. Burning out, burning out, yeah. Which can lead to a crisis. Mm-hmm. All of it can. Right. Um, but you definitely, I feel like you're like almost, I was talking to my mom about this today, um, but like, I feel like being in a crisis mode is different than, it's like a different plane almost of existing than mm. being just like, you know, your average day-to-day mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you almost are like more in touch with certain emotions and like I feel like I can hear like my creator more when I am like in a weird not weird but like stressful triggering situation mm-hmm. and like you're almost more tuned into things um, but it's not sustainable and that's what I was mm-hmm. talking to my mom about like you can get there and it's it is like a a lot of different emotions some better than others and some more like enlightening than others but you can't stay there forever because you'll get burnt out there too and at a certain point like you have to come back to reality and like there's just nothing better than being grounded Mm. no that's so true I was thinking about that more recently because with all the traveling we've been doing it's like I don't have time to just like do what I would normally do and like maybe procrastinate more than usual or like even simple things like take a nap like all last week before we left for Seattle because we were leaving on a Thursday and like I was like (laughs) I'm me choking on my water I'm so weak you good I'm okay okay great I think they talked about this at the festival at the (laughs) conference they did they did it's fine it's okay it's fine i literally learned all about how that happens and it's still i mean that's just which that just goes to show you you can't outsmart your body you can't it be your own op too it and you have said that (laughs) i have and i will continue to state the fact that your body is your own op Sometimes you can't trust it. Like when you're in crisis mode. Like, like when you're in crisis mode. Trust it. Yeah, like last week, I was like, dang, I need to tap into whatever the freak I was on last week because mm-hmm. I, like, well, okay, I've been trying to get in a better sleep routine. I feel like I've said that on the show. Um, and so all last week, I was like, I don't have time for a nap, like, but I still need to go to bed at a decent time so that I can get up and get my day started like I need to. So I did. And I was going to bed like earlier than I usually go to bed. I was getting so much more sleep than usual. And I was like ready to hit the ground running when I woke up. And, but it was like the motivator that like, I have to do this or else like my world's going to come crashing down. And so this week with us being back, I feel like I definitely should have taken the day off on Monday. That was step one to recover from a long weekend because we were bus club another club (laughs) another club literally i looked at one of the day i looked at friday and saturday my rings on my apple watch fifteen thousand plus steps both of those days um damn i mean i don't know what an average day is but that sounds like a lot of steps yeah you're supposed to get like ten thousand steps in every day but on average most people don't get that many so we like exceeded the even like, oh, you should, the, the recommended daily dose. That's what I was looking for. Mm. Um, but anywho, so I definitely should have taken Monday off to like 
sleep and let my body recuperate instead of going to work. Um, because I was just so like tired and lazy and just not as productive. And I started going back into old habits of not going to bed early, staying up and just like Mm -hmm. not sticking to the routine that was working and that was really beneficial and healthier. Um, so I had to catch myself because that could have easily led me to a crisis mode. Like me looking at my to-do list right now, seeing all the things that are still not crossed off. And it's Thursday, uh, stresses me out and it, it shouldn't have to, like, if I would have stuck to my schedule, I wouldn't have all these things that I still need to do, but here we are. So I feel like when you get to these types of points, it's like, okay, we recognize the problem. So what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's all about the next step. And I think that it's important that you said recognize because it is so important, obviously, to be aware of things. But that's something. Another thing I'm learning is that I can't always judge myself in those Mm. situations or not even always. I can I should never judge myself Mm -hmm. because like that is just not a productive emotion and it's just better um, <clears throat> to look at things with love. <laughs> I'm reading this. Or I read this book called uh, Love is Letting Go of Fear. And it just talks about how everything that you're saying to yourself is a reflection of how you see the world. And mm-hmm. so if you have a lot of like negative responses to yourself, then that's how you are like you'll put that on others too and so Mm. I'm trying to get out of the habit of judging myself because I really will like judge the fuck out of myself and make myself feel like shit for doing things that you know are like a thing that I normally do like being late or feeling lazy or whatever it is so like yes I need to be aware of it but there's just no need to like be mean to myself about it yeah I definitely feel like there's a line that shouldn't be crossed as there always is where it's like don't like do it to the point where it's like you're excusing behaviors that aren't okay but also don't do it so much to the point where you're putting yourself down like not it's not even anybody else it's you it's like you being your own op um Mm -hmm. again with it being our own op right um, because I find myself doing that too, where it's like, I'll look at like different parts of my house and be like, oh my gosh, I need to clean this or, oh my gosh, I need to get this or, oh my gosh, I need to do that. And like, to the point where it's like, I don't want to do anything, but instead I've been trying to be like, okay, yes, I need to do this. But girl, you have a home at 24, like reminding myself of like the positives of it and the blessing of said problem. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I feel like that's the healthy balance of it. It's like, but that doesn't mean I'm going to leave my floor dirty, but it also doesn't mean I'm going to like shit on myself for it. Yeah. I just feel like judging is not the word that you want to be using in reference to how you view yourself. Right. Because nobody wants to be judged. Right. And especially like the world's going to judge you no matter what. That's just facts. But don't let you be one of those people who's mm-hmm. doing it. Right. Like, I'm really just trying to make my brain a safe space for myself, like where I like to be living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, wow. And that was all just from the dang quote. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, sheesh, we haven't even gotten into the chapter yet, y'all. Sheesh. Okay, but let's get into it. Um, Let me pull my notes up, girl. I'm so weak. So we're at the, we're planning the te- the very first Teen Vogue Summit, which I was like, when she was describing it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything I want our first conference to be like, and more just like coming to these coming togethers of the minds and like creatives and storytellers and just life livers and just sharing our stories. Cause I feel like stories are so powerful. Like not everyone has the same story not everyone is going down the same path but i feel like we can learn so much from each other and there are often times where it's like oh well i've heard that story before oh blah 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 blah. but there's to me there's always something new to learn from someone else's story Mm -hmm. even if it's similar yeah because the delivery will never be the same Mm -hmm. how people handle that situation how they are now post that situation like it'll never be the same so true yeah I feel like that's so relevant like you living in a body is gonna change your experience just because you're not in somebody else's oh yeah that part right there um so yes okay Elaine is in the early stages of planning the very first Teen Vogue Summit and she's talking about all the wonderful things that she plans for it to be and all these people that she's getting to help with it uh, and you know, just all the sponsors that they're getting, just like all the positive and beauty, which as we've learned in this book, that's how it usually starts in the chapter. It's like, la, 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 la. And then bam, here we go. Wow. You're so right. <laughs> Every chapter is like a damn roller coaster. Literally. Or even going from a chapter that like ended on like kind of a, uh, and then like going into the next chapter, it's still like, la, 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 la. Okay. Back to the shit show. <laughs> legit that's is that what you just said that's life no i didn't but that's a good i mean that is life though yeah (laughs) i was just thinking in my head i was like that's kind of like life (laughs) it's literally constantly fighting this shit show (laughs) wait that you already know what i'm about to say fighting the shit show okay we're explicit now (laughs) y'all hope you enjoy don't leave (laughs) i hope you're not offended right if you're a mom don't listen to this with your kids in the car unless you're okay with that type of thing you know they gonna learn they gonna learn eventually (laughs) period or they probably already know if they on tiktok they already know anywho okay let me stop um giving parenting advice right i was like let me stop because <laughs> let let me hear my child on their tablet or some shit and the curse word or something pops off and i'm snatching it <laughs> about to get got <laughs> um so and it literally like there'll be like a pay like a page break that she'll she does and then it's like one ominous fall day literally every, <laughs> every the way she set that scene we're on page 282 for those right. following along. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's she's such a a poet. She's a writer. <laughs> she she is a writer. Um, but basically she's going into this like huge meeting talking about the future of Teen Vogue to the Condé Nast executive team. Um, and originally the topic 
was supposed to be that she was gonna do like all of her an overview of all of her big ideas that she had and like not talking about like numbers and projections and all that stuff kind of like big picture thing Mm. um and then two days before said presentation uh she was called into a brief confidential meeting with the higher-ups and was informed that the CEO was intent on closing the magazine and it would be wise to pre- prepare a profitable roadmap for a digital-only business. Now, me coming from accounting and finance, if somebody told me I had to make a whole presentation into a money thing in two days, mm-hmm. I would lose my shit right then and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big, big ass and very inconsiderate. Like the lack of timing. Right, because this is literally her entire job on the line. Mm-hmm. Like trying to convince you to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is really difficult. And it didn't make sense to me why they were cutting it when they were doing so well and everything mm-hmm. it seemed was working in Elaine's favor. Mm hmm. But sometimes that's how life comes at you. It's like when everything's going right to you, mm-hmm. that's when shit hits the fan. Mm, and that's such a good point, Lana, because to you it's going well, but like, who knows? Like that shift may help someone else that was not in a good place, you know, on the other end of it. And it's like, I feel like the universe's way of balancing things almost mm-hmm. and taking control when you feel like you're in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so then it goes in, she goes into talking about how, um, yeah, basically what you were saying. Yeah, basically what you were saying, like after a year of like record highs, like why is this happening? It doesn't make sense. And she didn't believe it was the right decision either. Right. So, she yeah, actually keep going. Sorry. She will hurt the magazine. Mm hmm. Right. Yes. And so, so we keep she, cutting each other off. Keep going. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, <laughs> she thinks that a slow transition out of the print industry would be a much better fit for Teen Vogue. And so she decides instead of going and doing exactly what they want her to do, she's just going to defend her, like what she thinks that they should do. Her in vision. A way. Her vision, correct, and um, basically she lays it out there for these investors, mostly white men, you know, the typical, typical thing. And Anna actually, Miss Wintour, defends her, and they still shoot it down. <laughs> so you hate to see it. But you hate to see it. Elaine puts one last good effort in and she says, what if I find my own investors and do this myself? And they say no again. So it's like double dead end. She tries her hardest and she at least knows she put like everything she could into what she wanted. And, you know, like you can't control how they take it but she kind of takes all of this I feel as I guess a sign in a way that she's on the right track and that she 
feels powerful enough to kind of revisit her goals and figure out what her next move is because ultimately she's not happy at Teen Vogue. They don't listen to her. They don't treat her fairly based on the amount of work that she's put in. Or maybe they do because obviously like she's not the investor and you know she's just supposed to go along with everything. But she just realizes that Condé Nast is not the place for her and that it's a little too like buttoned up and not free enough for Elaine's like ever growing big ideas. Yeah, and kind of doubling back before that happened, but relevant to what you're talking about, she says, and this was before the meeting, um, that once that once a wise New York City black car driver and former military vet once told her, this is on page 283, by the way, sometimes there is more honor in losing a battle with dignity than in winning a war without it. Mm. Oh, I love that. Same, because... That's kind of like what we talk about when we're looking for sponsors or partners or investors that it's like, if we don't believe in the brand ourselves, we're not just going to do it for the money because in, especially in the position that we're on now, since we're still in the early stages and have that control over it, like basically just trying not to be sellouts because when I can imagine if somebody's putting a check in front of you with a comma in it and it's like, I don't really believe what you're saying, but this would help in so many other ways. It'd be easy. Like, that's the easy way. Um, But I just, I just, I can't, especially if I have the power to not do so. Because what I put out in the world, I want it to come from me. And I don't want something that I don't even believe in to have my name and stamp of approval on it. Mm -hmm. Dignity. Dignity. Big word. (laughs) <laughs> Great one. Yeah, um, but based on what Elaine says in this paragraph, I guess, on 285, she seems to have options of potential places where her career could take her. So that's kind of a bright side to the whole thing is that throughout her time at Teen Vogue, she has met so many incredible people a lot of black people specifically who are like-minded and see the world the same as she does um and so she it's kind of looking like she may take some opportunities to enter the tv world and you know based on us seeing the future from where we are here in the chapter obviously it worked out like she's on project runway um i'm sure she's done other stuff like leading up to that and i feel like she oh she was on the talk so that Mm -hmm. was another tv gig but yeah she's like kind of i don't want to say a household name but i don't know getting there basically basically um she is like after reading this book like this is this 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 right here this beautiful blue book right here is the roadmap to success as a (laughs) black woman in america today um Mm. that's how i see it because it's just so her stamp of approval (laughs) right and this right here has got my stamp of approval because it's not the bullshit that you read sometimes where it's like Oh, like I struggled, but now I'm here. <laughs> but it's but it's like, but 
this doesn't seem whatever it, it just it's not relatable this was relatable mm, period it was i saw myself in her i feel like we all did in like <laughs> certain chapters and yeah that was this book has been a definitely crazy crazy ride it but i feel been. like what's consistent is elaine's willingness to like pick herself up and move forward mm-hmm. right and just get better every time right right exactly bettering yourself through all of the struggles and all the crises crises mm-hmm. crises crisis you know what i mean anyway um so okay she was told that the announcement wouldn't be made until after the teen vogue summit uh, which she said was in less than 30 days at that point, which she's like, all right, cool, bet. That gives me some time to get my staff prepared and to get get ready for this big transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she tells us that the bad news is, though, she still had to pee all the time. And she thinks it was from the extra added pressure of the imminent magazine closure not being able to share the news with her staff and just made her anxiety worse, which I've had that happen to me before too, so can't relate. Um, So her doctor recommended she go back in for a test. And she says, it was 8 a.m. and I was lying on my back in an unflattering baby baby, baby blue paper smock, peering down at my signature white boots and stirrups while a cold metal object was taking snapshots of my cervix. I gotta love the gynecologist. (laughs) and then she says just then my teen vogue google alert went off on my phone teen vogue shutters (laughs) the next part had me weak though she's this is on page 286 she says i was spread eagled and shivering holding my iphone close to my face i had been assured this news would not become public until after the summit and that i would be able to deliver it to my team on my own terms but somehow it leaked early. Hate to see it. You really do hate to see it. Like it's all—it's always some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's literally getting checked for anxiety, and like the most anxiety-inducing notification pops up on her phone. Like you have to laugh, and I right. feel like she kind of does in a sense. She right. feels like. I was expecting her to like kind of spiral, like freak out, mm-hmm. but she doesn't. She, she calls doesn't. home. She calls home. She talks to her dad unexpectedly, and she's like, "That's exactly what I needed. I needed his advice. I needed to hear his voice." And basically takes charge of the situation. And I love to see it. Right. She's like, I made an, this is 287. I made an executive decision that I would not enter the building until I could address my team about the news directly. She says she called Condé Nast Corporate Communications and was told that it's a leak and has not been confirmed for now. It is business as usual. Basically like their automated thing, trying to calm people down, even though they were lying. Um, mm-hmm. But she's like, I can't just strut into my corner office and act like everything's fine knowing that all the people that I care about and respect and my workers and staff are outside that door, like worrying and stressing about, do I have a job? Like, is this true? Like what is next for me? Because they're not all Elaine. And I think 
that that was such an enlightening position to like read about in someone in that position of power where it's like Elaine it's there was not going to be any trouble of her finding her next move or her next job like pretty much a given but for all the people who work under her and the lower level staff members and all of those people Mm. like it's not the same especially during this time when magazines were being cut left and right so I really like that she was like I'm not about to do this bullshit like I because I, I wouldn't want someone doing this to me and I think if more people took that approach like you know like it'll be a better world but for real though <laughs> yeah yeah honestly and I love an executive decision she says she makes an executive decision and calls a staff meeting which I said period babe period <laughs> And she walks in and she had like a corporate thing that she's supposed to read to them. And she says, actually, no, I'm going (laughs) to wing it just like I've done my whole career. Right. Because at that point, it's like, what are you going to, which, what am I going to lose? My job? Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're like offering this woman jobs. Like they want her to stay. They're like, you can basically make your own position and we'll pay you type thing. Yeah, which, mm, hard to pass up. But she was like, no, I gotta go. Sorry, bye. (laughs) This place is not for me anymore. I'm moving on to bigger and better things. And period. I mean, look at her now. And that's why goals are important. Because that seems like, oh, dope. Like, yeah, I can just stay here and do whatever the heck I want. And I'm a Teen Vogue employee. Like, that's cool. But she would still be at the mercy of these investors like they are controlling her every move at this company and like you just can't escape that as somewhere like teen vogue you have to go and do your own thing right right exactly so you know our good old friend uh mary uh she you know after elaine delivers the news like it's just like dead silence which like expected but she pops a bottle of champagne and is like you know what we're going out with a bang literally (laughs) i love (laughs) a good friend right um and then elaine says suddenly shitty news aside there we were again sipping champagne from red cups procrastinating on getting back to work conde's young motley crew partying till the wheels fell off just as we had done so many times throughout the bumpy exhilarating ride It turns out it wasn't the end of anything, but just another twist and turn on the journey. We didn't necessarily know what was ahead, but for everyone in that cramped conference room, it was the start of a new beginning. Mm. Which I was like, we've been through so much (laughs) (laughs) to get here. (laughs) They're cutting the magazine. Like, come on. And this happened like so long ago. Right. Like we already knew this happened, but it's just like reading it through this person's story. It's just like, ah. It's so much more dramatic when you read it from Mm -hmm. her perspective. Right. Right. But we're, we're on the lookup because the next chapter, chapter 23, is called A Dream realized and i love to see it i didn't even see that that gives me hope i love realizing a dream (laughs) a dream realized is a wish your heart makes (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm a disney as a bitch corny quote here listen here listen well y'all can call me a disney adult all day long (laughs) 
But guess what? Does it make me happy? Yes. Is that that's all important? In, is that what's all important in life? Yes. So uh-huh. to you, y'all can't, can't see, see it, that. but I know it's like y'all can't see it, but I'm flicking you off if you're judging me for being a Disney adult. You need one of those uh, finger Mickey hats so you can <laughs> pull some off of the pair of ears. <laughs> the pair of ears. That right. would be on brand. It would be very on brand. See, the thing is, though, I'm not like there are you're some not. there are some Disney adults who are like, oh my gosh. But you know what? To each his own. Like right, if that's what makes you happy, yourself. right? I was like, you if that's what makes you happy. Like, oh, but y'all weird, though. Y'all weird. <laughs> no, but, you know, there are the ones that it's like, oh, my goodness. Okay. But <laughs> to each his own. Each we his support own. all walks of life. We uh, we do support all walks of life. Um, anywho, enough about me being a Disney adult. Uh, but, you know, this book also, I feel like, has shaped how I'm viewing my goals for the future and how I'm looking at d- different aspects of my life. Um, mm. And just like, re- like you know, ways? I was like, you, I was about to say, you know, I love a good reevaluation of things. Um, uh-huh. But just like my future and my career, because, you know, the whole reason we started this book club or this podcast or whatever the freak you want to call it. Mm-hmm. was because we needed we needed purpose again we needed something to do after we graduated we needed something that we cared about we needed a passion project but never would I have thought that at this point I'm like huh podcast network podcast exec like podcast editor like I would have never thought of these things unless we would have taken the leap to start this show so for that thank you mm. Who are you thanking? You. Uh, <laughs> what? Stop. She's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I was not expecting that. You don't need to pop things on me like that. Not my <laughs> eyes welling up. <laughs> just be, just you know, it just, it's just crazy full circle moments. If you would have never mentioned to me about starting a book club if i would have never actually started listening to podcasts around the same time who knows if our show would have existed or just taking that leap of faith of being committed to this thing and like not just doing it and half-assing it or not really investing all the time we have invested into it like you Mm -hmm. know oh my god well for that part i gotta thank you your ass because (laughs) You've been on me since day one. Sarah, there's a deadline next Friday. Bitch, are you ready for the meeting? (laughs) So without you, like, we would not be where we are. And like you said, we would not have whole-assed it. (laughs) Whole-assed it. (laughs) I love it. Full back. Full back out. Right. Not us affirmating. Is that a word? Affirmating each other? It is now. It is now a part of the She Well Read Dictionary. Affirmating. You'll see <laughs> what we're doing right now, right next to that word. That's so cute. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <I'm me>. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I can't. Goodbye. But anywho, um, we hope you've enjoyed our half assed, whole assed uh, love fest. and we much love we love you guys too 
we wouldn't be here without y'all either because you're here listening to the show so thank you for being here what show without you period (laughs) who is she well read what is that also let's think of a goddamn name for these i like she readers but that's just me she said but that's just me that's the Um, only thing i can come up with it's like well readers well readers right i was like none of that sounds good or just (laughs) readers but that's so general right the somebody somebody creative out there please i know we ask y'all a lot but this is the (laughs) one time i'm like please write it to us at shewellreadqa at gmail.com and send us a name for you people that we love who we listen need to our name. show. Like, it doesn't feel right without a name. Right. We need something to call y'all. Like, for example, on My Favorite Murder, Murderinos. Like, wow, love that. Um, or, I mean, <laughs> Crime Junkies is just Crime Junkies. But, <laughs> like. They don't have, like, a Crime Junkers or something? <laughs> no, it's just like, hey there, Crime Junkies. Um, yeah that's why i like low-key well readers or well-read folks or something i don't know either email us or join the instagram group that samra's putting together and throw your ideas out there and we'll catch one of them but in the meantime i'm alana i'm samra goodbye peace Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SheWellRead to stay in the loop. Also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our new P.O. Box, 1725 Gardendale, Alabama, 35071. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to SheWellReadQA at gmail.com or post about it in our Facebook group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. We love you and stay well read. Bye! Bye.